0: Hello guys and welcome to episode 40 of Travel Talks, where this week we're going to take a look at the most wishlisted Airbnbs in the entire world. But we're also really, really excited to say that this week's episode is sponsored by Zencaster. So for those of you who don't know, Zencaster is an online podcast and audio video call recording service and is an absolute game changer for remote podcasting and recording calls.
1: Now, if you've ever wanted to start a podcast or you have a podcast that you need to take up a level with remote recording... Zencaster is the recording software for you, let us tell you. But anyway, moving on to the show, what are we talking about today, mate? So like we said at the start, this one is about the
0: most wish-listed Airbnbs in the entire world. So those places which you've come across and you think, I'll save that for, for a future time and a future trip, a massive trip in the future. These places are absolutely incredible.
1: i got to give you kudos for this idea because I didn't even know you could you could kind of default the search mm. to wish lists, which is really interesting because it's not just seeing, you know, the stuff that you've saved. There's stuff that like everybody in the world has put in these lists. It's amazing.
0: And honestly, for good reason as well, these places, I would say they're, they're kind of like outside the norm. They're not your usual places. Every single one of them has a quirk or a USP, which completely sets them apart from all the other places in their destination.
1: Should we, before we get into that, uh, it'd be quite good to talk about Airbnb in general because I know it's not available for everyone in the world. So that's, mm. first of all, there might be people listening that are like you know what the hell is airbnb so we can (laughs) essentially explain that it's uh if you own a property or own like a you know whatever you can rent it out on this Mm. website called airbnb so basically the difference is is rather than going staying at a hotel you can stay in someone's accommodation Mm. in the middle of a city or in a really remote location so you kind of get the feeling of what it's like to live in that destination as opposed to staying in a hotel which literally could be anywhere in the world
0: yeah i think it's amazing to be honest how far airbnb have come in recent years as well because if you cast your mind back to the idea you think about the premise of the idea when they elevate a pitch that maybe 10 years ago however long the company started and the idea of staying in, in somebody else's house It's a crazy idea, but we've obviously become so accustomed to it. And like we've spoken about before in the past, it's almost like our first place that we go to when we know we're going to go somewhere, we go straight to Airbnb to see what these quirky places exist. But it is quite a strange idea, but we've become so accustomed to it
1: now. Yeah, because when it did start, it was literally like sofa sharing Like at the very origin of it. It was like this person's got a spare sofa. You can go stay with them really cheap. and and kind of get like a community feel like speak to locals get some good advice and knowledge and now it's turned to this thing where you can go and stay in these like super luxury castles in like slovenia (laughs) or you can go stay in like this eco house in the jungle in brazil or whatever like it's Mm. it's, it's scaled at such a ridiculous level and i'm i can easily confidently assertively say right now i always go for that sort of accommodation yeah not saying just airbnb obviously there are other companies available that do a similar service but i will always go for that over hotels now
0: yeah me too there's just so much more character to it do you know the story about the fact that airbnb were kind of struggling when they first started and they had a place that was listed on their site there weren't too many places on their site but there was one in new york which was an apartment and the the photos were kind of dreary and not doing a great service for this place that was in a great spot. And uh, Airbnb contacted the owner of this place and said, can we send a photographer round to your place and reshoot the photos, give it a revamp? And they did that. And the listing basically boomed. And suddenly there was a place that was getting no bookings on Airbnb, went through the roof and it kind of just showed that the power of photography, the power of that first image that you land on when you see an Airbnb and it will kind of be similar to the places we've come across, how these places sell themselves, how they make themselves unique and that first image which kind of captures your attention.
1: Yeah, and now it's scaled to unbelievable heights, hasn't it, the last few years. But did Mm. it start? It started in the US, right, in San Francisco. Is that right?
0: Yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah, that's correct.
1: And then it was basically for people just to find, like locally, it was for people Mm. to find somewhere to stay, right? It wasn't necessarily like for adventurers or, you know, jet setters. It was just a local thing. Thing. and to think now like because it's not even just i mean we are we are massively like talking about Airbnb here right now this is yeah, not sponsored are. by <laughs> <there>. this <laughs> podcast is sponsored by Zencaster. Yeah. but um you know just the idea of like how much it is scaled up is really impressive but and it's not just about accommodation now they do experiences and all sorts like yeah and i will just say it one more time i'm not gonna say it after this but there are other companies available that do <laughs> very very similar offerings yeah so you don't have to do it with them they just have a you know quite a uh, a set up website an app that's relatively easy to use mm.
0: but let's talk about this kind of travel then obviously we've touched on airbnb but staying in someone else's property in somewhere with a bit more character what do you think mate makes it so desirable
1: well i think there's there's different ways of looking at it because i think if you go back to kind of the origin setup where you were always staying with the, uh, the person that owned the property or like a family mm. or a couple or something then i guess then it's like let's do that because we want to get some local knowledge. We want to stay with people that live there and get some kind of inside insight. Mm. But then now, but, but obviously it isn't just like that. You can rent the entire place yourself. And I'm talking, you yeah. know, that can be like, you know, a one bedroom studio in a city to like a 10, 10 bedroom villa in the country. You no, know, it's like yeah. scales massively. But so I guess it's, it's for me anyway, the reason why I find it interesting is because I always like to feel like I'm probably properly in somewhere. Yeah, I don't want to feel like I'm bu- I'm borrowing their time, like I'm I'm living on their time, and I need mm. to get in and get out. Like when I go to a destination, I want to feel like I'm from there. I want to live like they do and try and just soak up as much of the vibe as I can. And ev- yeah. and like you know, these accommodations that you can get, I really really help that. And also mm. like let's be honest, it can be pretty convenient as well.
0: Yeah, so convenient. I like the idea of staying in the heart of the city. And like you say, living like a local. But for me, when I go on Airbnb and look at the places which I want to book, I'm so interested in the quirky, in the outside of the norm. Like you Mm -hmm. mentioned, hotels almost at times can be cookie cutter. You can pick up a hotel that's in New York, London, Berlin, and the room will look the same, especially if it's part of a big corporate chain. So if you can get a quirky place, which is kind of has the has the print of the owner, and you can see their style, their taste, and also local delicacies, local treats, local designs, art, all of that all over the walls. That, to me, is what makes Airbnb special and completely sets it apart from hotels.
1: Yeah, I mean, tell, yeah. if you told me a few years ago that I'd be looking at staying for a weekend in a yurt or a shepherd's hut, I'd yeah, be like, yeah, no. Yeah. Now, now it's like, I'm the same. I'm like, oh, this is good, but let's look for something a little bit more interesting. Yeah, <laughs> I want to stay in an abandoned train. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah, yeah we'll come on to some crazy ideas in the future but these these are places are like the most desirable aren't they so but in the future perhaps we could do an episode on the most unique and the strangest airbnbs because i've watched shows in the past where people have stayed inside a place which looks and is designed to be like a snake and you can have an apartment which is in the snake's belly and it's just like who yeah. comes up with these ideas but they're so marketable and if you come away from that trip or you take pictures you're going to put them on instagram and they're so shareable that this place just gets free marketing because people just talk about it. You can't not talk about the place that's like a snake.
1: We should also maybe do an episode where we review like the worst ones in the world, just to <laughs> kind of balance it out. Because I feel like yeah. this is going to be like you know, essentially an advert for this service, which is we don't you <laughs> don't want it to be. But like it's more just because it's it's become so popular and mm. it's relevant. It's relevant and people can understand. You know, it's relatable as well. And um, mm. before we get into talking about these ones that we've found these most wish listed airbnbs in the world should we fire off some of our own experiences what's the best airbnb experience you've had so i've had a few to be fair
0: like we say it's, it's it's the place i go to when i go away so i like going on the app and actually looking back every now and then and at the places i've stayed and it reminds you about all the places that you've been so a few there's there's a place i stayed in budapest and like i said about it having its own unique quirks it was called the coffee house so it was designed and centered around the fact that the owners loved coffee. So it was using loads of natural wood, had basically coffee beans, uh, bags all over the place, smelt beautiful, just like coffee. And on the walls, there were paintings of coffee beans. And it was obviously in the color scheme of the browns and the all those kind of notes. And they supplied free coffee. There was an amazing coffee machine selection that basically the owner who had a real passion for coffee. Um, let you choose what worked for you, but it was all completely complimentary. And that was what I found so special about it because it, you could just see the touch of the owner in the property itself.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of pride, isn't there? But I just want to pick up on an, uh, perhaps a negative is obviously the, the, the title being Airbnb, right? Air, bread, bed and breakfast. Mm. Breakfast not always included. <laughs>
0: it's true, yeah.
1: And, that, Very you know, rarely. and when it is, it makes it so much better. So, and especially because if you go to these super remote places, And it's like all self-catered, which is fine. And, and, you know, that's a really cool way of doing stuff. But Mm. sometimes you don't want to cook in the morning, do you? Before going on a big day.
0: No, you do. You do have to think about going to the shops beforehand and leaving something in in the fridge.
1: But at the same time, it's, it costs so much less to rent these places than it does to get a yeah. hotel, which is like, you know, like I said, could literally be anywhere in the world.
0: Yeah. What about you, mate? What, what's one that comes to mind for you?
1: I've, I've been fortunate. I've done a few big trips where I've, I have exclusively stayed in, you know, that sort of accommodation. Um, I've actually done one project with them as a company where I stayed in about oh, nice. 10 over the course of a couple of weeks, basically. Awesome. The one that comes to mind, it isn't even like that unique or crazy i've done shepherd's huts i've done kind of you know weird places in the country then a castle but one is actually in tuscany in italy nice uh, near like the chianti region of italy where the wine comes from and it was like a a room in this kind of old italian like very old building that you can imagine i'm you're picturing it now right yeah yeah, cobbled coat like stone wall and but it was in it's a, a private vineyard
0: oh amazing
1: and it was run by this guy who had who had a little dog and he had loads of olive trees and he made his own olive oil and he had like not a massive vineyard by any means, like, you know, we're talking mm. maybe a couple of acres, but he made his own wine, he made his own olive oil and he gave them to you when you go into the room, when you go yeah. into the little house. So you have this really super fresh olive oil and wine to have for the night, but the views were just like, like hills and, you know, hills of vineyards into the distance. Amazing. and the weather was amazing the dog was really friendly it was just so i've, I've got pictures of it i took hundreds of pictures of the place because i was obsessed yeah, I with bet. it. so we, maybe we can put some of the instagram when we talk about yeah, it yeah but...
0: definitely let's do it
1: my other unbelievable experience was in canada go on and this is like not even just best accommodation experience this is like one of my best holiday experiences mm-hmm. where it's like my girlfriend and i we went to toronto and we were kind of exploring ontario and we thought let's do a little bit of like The countryside, you know, let's go and see some Mm -hmm. of the forests and the rivers and that sort of thing, the provincial parks. So we went out to this place called Algonquin. It's just Mm -hmm. the start of what they call the shield, which basically what goes, spreads across the whole of the top of Canada and ends up with the Rockies on the other side. Yeah. But it's, we know you're picturing it, right? The big trees Mm -hmm. and the forests Mm -hmm. and like the roads cutting in between them and these big lakes and little rivers and things like that. Yeah. Loads of wildlife. That's, and we stayed in this cabin on the edge of a lake just outside of Algonquin provincial park and it was a guy called Gary who hosted this cabin, lived in <laughs> his own with his dog. His, his dog was, oh, there's a theme here. <laughs> I like places <laughs> to <doesn't> have dogs. <laughs> this dog was amazing. It was like the most charismatic dog ever. Like at one point he'd eaten a whole loaf of bread. Like <laughs> it, it, it was like really fun, really fun dog. But his, yeah. his cabin was beautiful. It was like all wood, mm-hmm. um, kind of two stories. He had a big barbecue. He had loads of little like areas to sit out and then his own dock onto this massive lake. Wow. But because he lived there and like his only company with, a, you know, he's either na- his neighbors or the people that came to stay. Mm. He'd always like pull out all the stops and be like, oh, do you want to go see where the lake's like? like? I'll come on the boat. And he got wow. in his boat and he'd take you out on the lakes and show you like where everything is, like all the amazing houses on the edge of the lakes. It was, it's just so cool. And I think, I don't know, a lot of people say that people make places, right? People make mm. holidays. You can, mm. you can do anything, but if you do it with the right people, it's infinitely better. Yeah. And I think Gary was like that and his stories about what that place looks like in the winter and we always said we'd go back in the winter yeah. even though it's like minus 30 degrees in the winter the <laughs> whole that whole area that we know is a lake is ice and he was like yeah, yeah. we get the skidoos out we basically just travel everywhere in skidoos.
0: that's so cool
1: and that was a really really cool experience and the thing is like to get you if you were to value that experience and say mm. you know how much is does this deserve to be deserve to cost yeah. You would put it in the thousands because it's an unforgettable yeah. experience, right? Yeah, it's
0: almost priceless.
1: But it was literally half the price of a hotel every night. That's amazing. So there, they're, they're my two ones that come to mind. They're great experiences. Um, yeah,
0: One I've just thought of that happened uh, during the pandemic last year was in a place in Pembrokeshire. Obviously, we've spoken about my love of Pembrokeshire because it was basically centered on this trip, which we had. And I remember we pulled up in a car and... This amazing, massive barn in the middle of absolutely nowhere was presented to us. Mm -hmm. And we were absolutely blown away by it. Open the door, modern decor, amazingly laid out. And you go to the kitchen's counter and a woman made some blackberry jam and some homemade bread and left it on the counter. And it was that little touch that you go... In terms of monetary cost, there's little there that doesn't cost her much. But in terms of the thought and the impact that has on the person who arrives, Mm. it's just invaluable. And this place, like I said, was absolutely amazing. Obviously, the decor plays a part. It's really modern and up to date. Kitchen was completely kitted out. So like you say about cooking, we cooked on two nights. And it was double the size of my kitchen at home. And I absolutely love cooking. So to cook in a place which is kit out with everything you could ever want yeah. in terms of equipment, you're just like, I don't know, it was almost like being on a TV show. You're like <laughs> this, every everything is here. I'm just going to cook an amazing meal.
1: I bet that was class.
0: Yeah, it was absolutely amazing. And then to make it even better, they had a smaller barn off of the barn itself and it had a jacuzzi inside. So you'd open the double doors and there's essentially a bar and a jacuzzi inside of a barn. And we were just sat in this jacuzzi. What? It was absolutely, it was honestly so good. We got loads of drinks, brought them out. And we just spent the evening in this kind of bar jacuzzi area, topping up our drinks in the jacuzzi, chatting, having a great time with the doors open, looking out at the sun setting over the hills and it was it was one of those things it's like you say it's absolutely priceless because i'm looking back on that memory now and how amazing it was and if we were in a hotel we wouldn't get half of that Mm -hmm. in terms of the memory and kind of being right inside nature and having that memory of seeing that sunset and the view man the view was absolutely incredible there was nobody for miles absolutely miles and you could just sit there on the balcony of this on the porch sorry of this airbnb and just look out into fields of greenery with your coffee in the morning and i mean what more could you want
1: that is absolutely class love that well should we get on to talking about some places that probably going to be even better than the ones that we've experienced with these Um, kind of top most wish-listed airbnbs in the world
0: let's do it mate absolutely breathtaking and it completely does blow you away the second you look at it this is going to be a really strong contender i think
1: yeah it's called that's, that's amazing my, that's my like kind of you know comedy italian accent there, the roll
0: of the r is absolutely outstanding
1: <laughs> <laughs> instantly again that first image you're like oh my god i want to stay here
0: i've got to say of the places we've spoken about so far This is definitely the most unique and instantly the one that grabs my attention the most. Right, so here we are, mate. Let's talk about these places. But before we do, let's just say that all the places we've spoken about so far and the places we're going to speak about in the future, we're going to put in the show notes of this episode, whether that be on Spotify, Apple, wherever you're listening, we'll put them in there. So go and take a look if you want to stay in any of these places. But the first place we're going to speak about is a place in Bali,
1: called hideout Bali which is the eco bamboo home I mean this place looks amazing like when I, mean, I was meant to go to Bali last year and we were looking at a lot of of different airbnbs and We thought we'd found the best ones, but we didn't come across this one because (laughs) this literally does not get more exotic than this, does it? Staying in a a house made of bamboo in (laughs) Bali. It's absolutely ridiculous.
0: Like, you know what I said about the, the first picture having such an impact? Certainly on me. When I look at places, I'm guilty of just scrolling past and maybe writing somewhere off if the first picture doesn't grab me. This first picture for people who go and find this is a woman in a wedding dress uh, almost like a drone shot it's quite quite high with a river running past and then the bamboo house with all of
1: the leaves and plants surrounding it it's absolutely ridiculous should i give should i give the um should i read the bio out because i think that paints a picture of what it is right this unique eco stay is nestled in the mountains of the gunang agung volcano far from city life you can get off the grid and be surrounded by nature As it's set next to a beautiful river among the rice fields, and it's worth saying that that river is literally in the garden. You open the door and it's there. The two-floor house has a fully equipped kitchen, cozy living area, outdoor shower and hammock for relaxing. And upstairs is a king-size bed and bean bags with river views. A scooter is complimentary. There you go. That's a bonus. Yes.
0: Honestly, this is—it's almost difficult to put into words how nice this place looks, and it's absolutely no wonder that it's one of the most wishlisted places. Because the second you come across this place, you're like, "Okay, at some point, I need to stay here." And what makes it even better, like we've spoken in the past about how cheap uh, Bali is to stay, this place costs sixty-six pounds per night to
1: stay. in. That's literally half the cost of a hotel, <laughs>
0: like anywhere in England, if you want to go away for two nights, it's going to cost you around about £200 just to even begin looking at hotels. So this place, £66 per night. is so, so cheap. And like, obviously, we've, we've maxed it out and said how amazing it is. If this place was in Europe, for example, easily £500 a night.
1: Yeah, for sure. And like, obviously, there are places in Bali that you can go and stay for, you know, a tenner a night in a hostel. But if you're, mm. just, if you're comparing... Luxury to luxury, you know mm. this is incredibly incredibly good value. I mean the river runs right outside the back door for goodness sake <laughs> yeah. yeah i I read as well that the hosts that run it, they provide all your food, including dinner, and um, which is all really yeah. like locally prepared stuff, yeah, so you can like opt in into <sighs> having these dinners that they prepare, and they even do massage treatments i mean <laughs> oh, it's it looks amazing, but don't take our word for it because we've picked out some reviews as well, mm. so There are people that have stayed there and this is what they had to say. So one review said, this place is such a little gem. Expect to unwind, relax and enjoy the sounds of nature and a natural little river coming by. Everything about it is just amazing. Pretty good review.
0: Another one said, the place is simply magical. From the journey to the location, you get to see this beautiful view of the jungle and the rice fields. The hideout definitely is in the top three Airbnb locations I've ever stayed in. I should hope so. I'd like to find out where the other two are. Uh, a good way to relax and enjoy nature's company. The staff are very welcoming, warm and uh, the extra touch with the guitar, musical instruments and board games were very thoughtful, worth every single penny.
1: I mean, they are great reviews, aren't they?
0: Yeah, I honestly do want to find out where this other person has stayed because she must have a good knack of finding some amazing properties.
1: Yeah, they've definitely got a good they're on the pulse because you know it's in their top three and it's in that it's in the the world's top six well, most wish yeah, yeah. So she's on the pulse. <laughs> um, but it wouldn't be travel talks. Talking about things like this, reading reviews, if we didn't have our own scoring system, because we can't just take it for given, you know, that the, yeah. the wish list is exactly right. We need to come up with our method of scoring them and come up with our own top six.
0: Yeah. So what we've done away is we've, got, we've, we've gone away and found out three different categories. So we've we've come up with wow factor, desirability, which is obviously how much we want to stay there, and then finally value for money. So we're each going to score based on these three categories out of 10 to give us a total score of 60. And then hopefully by the end of that, we'll have an out-and-out winner as to which is the best Airbnb in the entire world, in our opinion anyway.
1: So kick us off then. What are you scoring this?
0: So wow factor, I think the second I looked at it, I was wowed by it. I would say I don't want to give it a too high rating because obviously there's some great places to come as well. I'm going to say an eight for wow factor.
1: Okay, so wow factor, you're giving an eight. Wow factor for me, although I think it's amazing and it's in the river... There are quite a lot of cool places in Bali that are similar. So I'm going Mm. to go reserve for the first one and give it a six.
0: Okay, cool. Uh, The next category, how much do we want to stay there? I'd absolutely love to stay there. I can't lie. Um, It seems quite out of the way. So if that's the holiday you're going for, then, I mean, there's arguably nowhere better. I would say out of 10, I'd want to stay there seven. Out of 10.
1: 7 out of 10. Now, it's, you mentioned the location there. It is worth saying that e- even though it is within, you know, Bali, Bali, it's about an hour from Ubud, which is kind mm. of like the main hub of, I guess, where a lot of tourists go. So, yeah, you are right. It's not in the center center, but it is quite easy to get around, especially if you've got your own scooter, which these guys provide. Yeah, very so true. You said seven. Yes. I am going to say I would quite like to say something like this. But again, I'm going to go back to that. There are quite a few places that are similar. So mm. I'm actually going to go with six again.
0: Okay, cool. This is good. So we've got some amazing places to come as well. So if anything, anyone thinks we're being harsh, then we've got some class places. So finally, value for money. We mentioned it's £66 per night. I think obviously we've got to kind of compare that to Bali prices rather than just being instantly blown away that you can get a place of this magnitude for that price because obviously that comes into play. I would say when compared to hotels and places in Bali, it's still really ridiculous value. Value for money in terms of barley cents. I would give it a seven again.
1: Seven, okay. I'm going to give it an eight because okay. I think it's, it's just, yeah, it's great value. Uh, 42.
0: Let me just get the final calculator approval. Yeah, nice one, mate. Have I got that right? Yeah, oh, wow, my maths teacher, this is the marshal,
1: he'd <laughs> be well impressed with that. Um, <laughs> final score for the barley bamboo eco uh, hideout. 42 (laughs) 42 of 60 is a strong strong start and that moves us on to number two which is an off-grid it house in pioneer town in california now this is the only one on the list that i'd actually seen before
0: i couldn't believe you you said in the notes here that it's popular and you've heard of it
1: i've heard of it and i've watched videos of youtubers that have gone to say that yeah and they even talk about that the host and um, because awesome. of where it is, it's like it looks like it's in the middle of the desert. Mm. Um, but it's so it's so kind of aesthetically pleasing because it, it's so much glass. Wow. It's, a, it's a real green design, but there's so much glass in it. You know, it's like you can be in bed. And look out and see the sunrise and the sunset because everything wow. is glass. But it's it's so tastefully designed, like really artistic. But but because it's in California and because it has all that stuff, it ain't cheap.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's going to be maybe a factor which knocks it down a little bit. Just to read the bio to give people an understanding of what this place is really like. It says, blending industrial aesthetics with a green design, this award-winning house is nestled in Southern California. It is 100% off-grid, powered by solar panels for energy and hot water designed to have a minimal disturbance to the natural setting. It has no TV and only satellite Wi-Fi for emergencies, but you'll rest easy with the plush Casper mattresses and pillows. Located in Town, the Airbnb offers easy access to iconic attractions such as Joshua Tree National Park, as well as local museums and art venues.
1: Yeah, so it's about half an hour from Joshua Tree, just for reference. Mm. Off-grid's an interesting one because some people really look for that, and I think when you look for yeah. it, this is like the top end of is Off-grid. It? Okay. Like, you know, usually in off grid, you're going and staying pace and it's got like mud walls built out of water bottles or like old water (laughs) bottles and like tires. And Mm. it feels very like basic because that's what it's meant to be. But this feels like luxury. Yeah. But it's still off grid. But we do have to come back to the price because it will cost you £346 per night, which is probably pushing on $500.
0: Yeah, seriously, seriously expensive. But again, you've kind of got to bring in the context of the US. You can't compare that directly against the barley property because obviously properties in the US, if you want to stay in California, it's going to cost you a certain amount. So... Perhaps this place is £150 more. So you've got to kind of think it's a little bit more expensive, but is that extra expense worth it?
1: Yeah, it's definitely. I mean, you can't say it's not unique and you pay Mm. for uniqueness, don't you? I'm curious,
0: who are the YouTubers who stayed there?
1: Uh, So most recently I've seen an Instagram influencer called Aggie and Mm. uh, her boyfriend called Jacob, who's a photographer. They went and stayed there like a couple of months ago. And they Sweet. made some content. for him. I think it's for his birthday or something. But, um, And I think I'm pretty sure that um, uh, Louis Cole, fun for Louis, being been there as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, it is interesting. It's an interesting spot.
0: What? How do you feel about the idea? Because obviously the, the main premise, and like we've spoken about we, with Airbnbs, is obviously a USP. And the USP of this place is that it takes you completely off grid, but with all the mod cons. How would you feel about that idea as a concept completely going off grid and taking away all of your access to the Internet?
1: I mean, there are some times where that's all I look for. Mm. Like I want to look like a girlfriend. She gets tired of it sometimes because I'm just like, let's go stay in a <laughs> hut with no running water and no electricity. For two nights. I'll call that. And she's like, yeah, great. But so sometimes that is exactly what I want. Um, but it, what it does, you know, similar to this, it does often come with the price, though, which is kind of interesting because if it's all self sustainable, you know, it's powered by the sun. You think okay they're not having to pay for energy. Yeah there's mm. a bigger upfront cost but it's not like you are you're saving money because it's renewably powered like they yeah, charge you so because true. it's renewably powered. You know yeah. it's a quirk. So so often the time I don't always do it because of that reason but me personally I love the idea of eventually living in a house that is completely self-sustainable and off-grid.
0: It'd be amazing, wouldn't it? So
1: the idea of staying somewhere is not a problem at all for me.
0: Yeah, I think it'd be great as well because we've spoken in the past about how the fact it's so hard to escape Instagram and uh, the amount of hours that everyone spends on their phone, it's like undeniable. So if you went somewhere which encouraged that from you and was kind of built in a way that would allow you to be forced, essentially, to be present in the moment, kind of really focus on mindfulness, I think it's a great, really, it's a really, really great concept. And yes, it comes with a cost, but I kind of feel like you hear about these uh, wellness boot camps and mindfulness camps, they'll always come with a, a massive hefty fee. So almost this is a way of essentially doing that on your own. And yes, you don't have like the guided meditation, for example, but if you went there and purely focused on having a really mindful time, I mean, there's arguably nowhere better
1: yeah absolutely absolutely um okay so before we score it ourselves little review somebody mm. said linda's house is a true gem every detail of the house whether structural or decorative is perfectly well thought and fits so well with the surrounding nature we really enjoyed waking up to the most beautiful sunrises in our lives and you don't even have to leave the house to see them again that's the All benefit right. of a full glass house <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can look out to this amazing landscape that you've got around them pretty good review but what are we scoring it
0: yeah, I think this is one where where the categories really come into play because obviously there's some elements of it which are absolutely outstanding, but then the price perhaps brings it down. So I'm, I'm interested.
1: So let's go for the first category, wow factor. Although it's very impressive, you know, it looks very cool. I feel like the design of it, they've done well to make it look like that considering it's off grid, but mm. there are 10 a penny in places that look cool architectural design on Airbnb, mm, if we're being mm. harsh. Mm. So for Wow Factor, I mean, the location brings it back up a little bit, being in the desert. Yep. I'm only going to give it a six.
0: Okay, I, I think I'm going to go for a seven. I get what you're saying, but in terms of it being that entire entirely glass build, yeah, I think that's instantly impressive. So I'm going to go seven for Wow Factor.
1: Desirability, how much do you want to stay there? I mean, taking price out of the consideration for this category, yeah, I, I would like to stay there because it's it seems like a really cool experience. And I think I'd learn a lot about off-grid living Mm. because there are like the sort of truths about it which means that the water runs a bit slower like the heating isn't as efficient you know or it's efficient but it isn't as warm you know they have to kind of cut you have to make sacrifices here and there to live like that so i think i'd really enjoy the experience so i'm actually going to give it an eight nice okay i'm I'm of a similar mindset to be fair i think compared to other holidays and trips i've
0: done in the past it would be an entirely unique experience i think that's what appeals to me I'm actually I'm torn between an eight and a nine but I'm going to go for an eight to kind of leave a bit more scope in the future
1: okay and then finally value <sighs> value for money value for money what are you saying I mean I think staying in the, in a house like that in the desert in California is always going to cost you money that like is always going to cost yeah. a chunk it's not unless you're staying in something really low-key anywhere in the US and California is going to have a A higher value. I think it's probably three hundred. Was it three hundred and forty-six pound a night? Yeah. It seems like it's near or near enough to what the value would be based on the location. I'm going to give it an eight. Are you? Wow. Okay. I think that's that's higher than I. I think you'd you'd struggle to find something like something as good as that in as in the same area for anything less.
0: I'm just having a look now on on stays in California on a certain date for two guests and like you say the price which is coming up most often is around about 150 to 200 but these places obviously don't blow you away in the same way yeah so i think when you take that into context i think it's better value for money than i i gave it credit for i'm going to i'm going to go up to 7
1: okay so what does that give us uh 44 so it's actually, that's actually end up coming up higher than the place in Bali, interestingly.
0: Yeah, that's actually really interesting. I thought, it, I thought it was going to get knocked down in terms of value for money, but we actually gave it between us. Uh, we alternated, but we gave it the same score of value for money as the Bali one. Sweet. So our next place uh, is in Italy in a place called Ostini. I'm going to check to you for the name, mate, because I reckon you've got it in the bag.
1: Yeah, it's called I Sette Cuni I that's, that's amazing. That's my, that's my like kind of, you know, comedy Italian accent there. The but...
0: roll of the R is absolutely outstanding.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they even roll their R's in Italian. I think that's my Spanish coming out.
0: I think they should do now. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, tell us about this place.
0: Okay, let's start off with just the way that it kind of looks. The first impression you get when you look at it. You've kind of got these uh, cylindrical domed Uh, roofs on these completely stone buildings kind of like Cotswold stone looking if you had to describe it I mean architecturally is incredible and entirely unique and set in the middle of the countryside surrounded by other properties which do look like it in the same way Uh, the architecture I mean is the first thing you look at and just get absolutely blown away by
1: yeah it's really cool it's proper like authentic Italian living like if you Mm. want to live in a kind of nice stone their version of a stone cottage and a nice village community, nice outdoor area, amazing views, but also not too far from anything. The only downfall is that I think I say for now, the only downfall is that it's quite far from the nearest major airport, which is um, Naples is about three and a half hours away, but it's also in that region of Puglia where there's so much to do. So it is still a great place to be because you've got like places like Matera, which is an amazing Mm. kind of ancient Italian city and you've got Monopoly and Bari, which are two cool coastal places all within like an hour hour and a half drive away and puglia itself which is proper wine country so you've got yeah. loads to experience and still feel this like proper remote community village living which is actually amazing in italy and mm. i'm sure we've both, we've both experienced it you want to live there don't you when yeah you, when you're in I that, you're mean. like i want to live here i'm gonna change your name to sonderi <laughs> <Live> <laughs> i
0: mean you've already got the voice <laughs> this place i feel like it's harsh almost to judge it based on where the airport is I, I i'm going to fight its corner to say that in its area i mean we've got to judge it based on its surroundings almost and like yeah i mean the airport's not the most convenient but if you want to explore that part of the world that's something you're going to have to face that you've got a slightly long drive from the from the airport so just to focus on the place itself like just to read the bio so people can get an understanding of more what it's like It says nature lovers flock to this enchanting Airbnb stay in Italy, as its tranquil setting offers a Zen atmosphere with an outdoor dining area as well as stunning countryside views. You can read a book under an olive tree or enjoy a scenic stroll along charming streets, whilst picturesque beaches are nearby. The one-bedroom dwelling is within easy access of memorable sights in the town of Sister. Oh, come on, man, Sisternino, Sisternino, Oh, Wow. Included the Baroque cities of Lecce and Martina, France and the caves of Castellina. There
1: we go.
0: Nice one. I mean, I didn't do it as well as you, but...
1: Mine's <laughs> <laughs> my, my, my sort of like borderline offensive. I just put the voice on. It's my, my dad coming out. Um, don't take our word for it, though, because the reviews are as equally complimentary. Uh, mm. One said that we came, we saw, we fell in love. From the welcome, the extra touches and the provisions, we were delighted. Anna and her family went out of their way to be helpful. We'd highly recommend the cookery course with Veronica. Oh, yeah, that's another thing about this place. That's cool. I think the owner or a friend of the owner does a cooking course. So not only can you stay in that local community feel, you can learn how to cook the local grub too.
0: So cool. I love the idea of that.
1: Um, To be able to spend the afternoon cooking in the evening, dining with Anna and Veronica and sampling the local wine was sublime.
0: Quality, man. I mean, this place does blow you away the second you look at it. And to give some context again, price per night is coming out at £65. Which for Italian prices, I mean that's incredible, no?
1: It's pretty, it's pretty good. I'd say it's on par with with that sort of uh, that sort of dwelling in in an Italian village, like because uh, I've done a lot of Italy and that I've done the yeah. Matera as well, Airbnb, so nearby, and it's, okay. they're around about that price. Okay, um, so it's on par. I think it's very well decorated. It's it's really authentic, so it's definitely worth the money. And okay. on that, should we get into the scoring?
0: Let's do it, mate. So in terms of WoW Factor, the second I looked at it, I was impressed, but I would say not to the scale of both the Bali location and the off-grid house. So in that respect, I'm gonna give it a six.
1: A six for WoW Factor. I mean, I think mm. it's fair because it does it isn't as yeah, it doesn't blow you away as being really out of this world like the others do. Mm. It's just a very, very nice place, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But it's it probably a very nice place in a village of many nice places.
0: Yeah, I imagine. Yeah.
1: So I'm going to give it six as well.
0: Okay, sweet. Um, and in terms of desirability, how much do you want to stay there? Obviously, you've, you have visited that location, so you can kind of vouch for it in, in its way too. And I would say desirability, I would, I'd give it a six.
1: A six for desirability for you. I mean, I love yeah. that area of the world. I've always, I, you know, the moment I left there, I wanted to go back. So, you know, if this is purely about desirability, if I want to stay there, it fits in with that sort of style of living that I like in a little community. Mm. I'm giving it a nine. Oh,
0: wow. Okay. Big score. That's going to help it out. And then value for money. I'm really impressed by this value for money because I think it's one of those Airbnbs that when you're scrolling past instantly stops you and you have to take a closer look at it. So in that respect, Whilst you say it's kind of an average price for the location, I think without doing a deep dive into other places in that location, it is probably the nicest place in that place. I'm going to give it for £65 per night, a 9 out of 10 for value. 9
1: for value. Very strong. I'm not going to be far behind. I'm giving it an 8. And a lot of that Mm. has come up from the cooking course and stuff you can do there as well. Yeah, Yeah, And that that really does help it out. And it's obvious why it's on Airbnb's most wishlisted. Uh, accommodation. So yeah, what's the score saying now?
0: I was surprised by this. I've just done the maths and it's come out at 44. So it's actually joint in the lead with the uh, off-grid house in
1: California. Interesting, interesting. Well, we've got three more. So let's see if anyone can knock it off the top spot.
0: So we're taking a short break from this week's episode to talk to you more about Zencaster.
1: Yes, indeed. So Zencaster is an online podcast and audio video call recording service, bit of a mouthful. <laughs> but it is a game changer for remote podcasting and recording calls.
0: So we spent absolute ages trying to find a method which worked for travel tours, but nothing was really hitting the right quality level we wanted until we found Zencaster, which was an absolute game changer.
1: What I love personally about Zencaster is the the way that you can record the audio and the video locally mm. as you chat. But then at the end of the call, you can download the files without any of the awkward like internet delays or drops <laughs> yeah. or interference. And it's basically like you recorded the whole thing offline.
0: Yeah, it's so amazing to use. And you can try Zencaster out for free yourself to get a taste of what it offers. And if, like us, it massively helps to improve the quality and production value of your recordings or podcasts, then you can upgrade to a professional membership. So by using the discount code TRAVELTALKS, all one word, all lowercase, you can get 40% off of your first three months.
1: Bargain. Right, back to the show. All right, number four on the Airbnb wish list order is the dreamy tropical treehouse in Hawaii in Fern. Forest. What
0: a name! What a name!
1: And it, you know, it lives up to it, doesn't it? Because instantly, again, that first image, you are like, oh my god, I want to stay here.
0: I've got to say, of the places we've spoken about so far, this is definitely the most unique and instantly the one that grabs my attention the most.
1: Yeah, yeah. Right, let's paint the picture. The bio. Escape to the dense jungle of Hawaii to reach this secluded bamboo tree. That sounds like a film trailer. Yeah. (laughs) Located in the fern forest, it sits on top of 15 foot stilts in the canopy of local flora with memorable outdoor adventures in Hawaii E Volcanoes National Park just 10 miles away. Enjoy your personal paradise with perks such as a hanging bed, bamboo fixtures and a wrap around lanai. Lanai? Mm,
0: Yeah, go with it. (laughs)
1: With <laughs> just own it, own it, <laughs> Lanite with panoramic views of the jungle. The unique bathroom has floor to ceiling windows, while natural lighting and solar power means you can enjoy an eco-friendly getaway. This is like combining the best of all of them.
0: I know this ticks so many boxes straight away, but I just can't get over the immediate image you see of this. So, like, as kids growing up, everyone wanted to have a tree house in their garden, or at least I did anyway. I can't speak yeah. for everyone. You see this, and instantly the kid inside you comes back. The idea yeah. of like clambering up to this tree house in the middle of a forest in Hawaii and staying there and seeing all the nature around you, or even if you don't want to go up to the top, you can lie down on the swing seat at the bottom and swing. Oh, it's just, it's absolutely incredible, but it's not rustic in the way that a tree house you're perhaps picturing. Inside the decor, I mean, it's absolute top tier luxury.
1: Uh, it's worth saying that it isn't actually available to stay in until January, 2023, so it's sort of something you yeah. add to the wish list for later. Maybe that's why it's on so many people's wish lists because yeah. it's not actually yeah. available yet. Um and it will cost you two hundred and seventeen pounds per night. So let's say mm. about three fifty dollars.
0: So I've had a quick look just to make sure this place is good value or not. And it's it's an absolute bargain. I mean other places in Hawaii, like the your basement level place essentially in Hawaii, you're gonna spend no less than £115, £120. Pounds. Yeah. And then luxury places. Like There's a place here, um, an entire villa, bamboo tree house again, £315 per night.
1: Wow, that 217 not looking so bad, is it?
0: It's looking pretty good. And I mean, the fact that you can't stay there until 2023 in January, I mean, that says it all really, doesn't it?
1: It is amazing, isn't it? I'd love to go to Hawaii and stay somewhere like this.
0: Yeah, it's it's properly like a honeymoon destination, let's say, for example. And in terms of honeymoon destinations people are prepared to pay more but this place i don't look at that price and think that it's too far outside of the realms of possibility it's really good value for its location but also really good value for a luxury holiday
1: yeah i mean it's let's let's be it's in the the u.s states so it's going to be on a u.s pricing scale you know it's in a luxury island of hawaii where there's big resorts that cost a lot of money so yeah it seems pretty reasonable to me but how are we going to score it
0: i mean i'm i'm going to go straight away the wow factor i'm going to give it a nine It instantly did impress me.
1: Nine for wow factor. It's true. It does look very cool. And like, because it's in Hawaii as well, it's just kind of like the the destination adds to the wow factor, doesn't it? Mm, Definitely. I'm going to give it a nine as well.
0: Strong start. Strong start. How much do you want to stay there
1: though? I I mean, I really want to go to Hawaii. So I'm really, I'm trying not, To let that sway me too much. Mm. I think that can play a part. I would like to stay there, but there's also a lot of places I'd like to stay. So this isn't actually as high as you might think. I'm I'm going to give it it a seven.
0: Mm. I think I'm going to carry on from that and mention that these places often, what sets them apart and makes them look so special is the fact they're so tranquil. Mm -hmm. But then when it comes to staying in a place like that, for example, for a week or maybe even longer, has it got enough to sustain you and to keep you entertained locally and within a short drive or within a short walk? Good question. I'm going to give it a seven.
1: Seven. And then finally, the value. I mean, as we've talked about, it seems mm. like very good value in comparison. But yeah. we have to be fair and compare it to the likes of somewhere like Bali or somewhere like Indonesia or Thailand, whatever.
0: I'm going to kind of take that into consideration, rate it against Hawaii, but also other places you can get luxury value for money. I'm going to say... It's an eight out of 10 for value for money.
1: I think eight, yeah, it seems locally that seems very fair. I'm maybe going to give it a seven just to make things interesting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay.
1: And that comes to a grand total of 47. So that's doing very well. That has really thrown itself strong. Right to the top.
0: I mean, it was one of those which kind of smashed every single category which we put in front of it. So 47 out of 60. Interesting. Three points ahead of its closest rival. Next place then. So this place is called Old Smock Windmill. And it's finally, finally we found one which is in England. So it's in rural Kent in a place called Benenden.
1: Yeah, I mean, there were a few in the top 10 that were in the UK. But in top six, you know, this this one stood out. And this is kind of quintessential airbnb in the uk mm. you know staying somewhere quirky you're going to stay in like an old house or an old manor or an old castle or an old windmill you know something that's very yeah. like european and again this is not just one that i've seen before it is in my own wish list
0: is it okay yes. great
1: we found it a few years ago and we we went we, when we went to stay in somewhere in kent and we put it in our wish list but it wasn't available when we needed to go
0: i mean it doesn't surprise me though this has stars reviews with 432 reviews. So to say it's popular is an understatement.
1: Yeah. I mean, who doesn't want to stay in a windmill like an old timey windmill? I mean, it's visually, it's amazing. It's really quirky. Um, mm. yeah, it'll be quite an interesting stay, probably for like a night or two. I don't think you spend a week there, probably for good reason because it is pushing two hundred pounds a night, one hundred ninety-five pounds a night.
0: Yeah, pretty pricey. But again, I, in terms of English prices for hotels and Airbnbs, I've I've done a lot of breaks in the UK in the last year, and like I mentioned before, you you easily easily spend two hundred to two hundred and fifty pounds for two nights. So when, so this is perhaps double the price but i mean it's easily double the excitement and double the appeal
1: absolutely you have to look back to the bio as to why it's because it is one of a kind architecture 100 percent. you know it's in the middle of the kent countryside so it's a really nice setting and it's it's not just one room there's four stories in this windmill of living space Mm. um and i've read here as well that the owners give you a welcome basket with different food and different treats including some organic chicken eggs they um, say so you can rest easy in this beautiful French king size bed, whip up a meal in the full kitchen, or relax in the sitting area with a leather sofa, chairs, and a gas wood burning stove. So it, oh. I mean, it's a very cute stay, isn't it?
0: I mean, wood burning stove. Uh, literally, my favourite thing about staying anywhere in the UK is if it's got a wood burning stove, I'm in. I absolutely love it. This this honestly does appeal to me more than some of the places we've come across so far. And I think with it being in England as well, it's very achievable for our listeners to go away, have a look at this place themselves and maybe try and book in a a special occasion to go and visit this place because it's absolutely breathtaking. I mean, one person who stayed there, the review read, simply the best place we have ever stayed will 100% be going back. The attention to detail was second to none and the interior design was so wonderfully chic and cozy. I couldn't fault it. And who knew of all the places in the world I would travel to, my favorite place would be in my own country. It was just simply sublime. And we loved every second.
1: I mean, I think that might be the best Airbnb review I've ever heard. That is so much praise in that review. And I think it's, yeah, it's fair. I I think scoring this is going to be interesting because it's going to be really high on some and maybe low on others.
0: Mm, It's going to really divide it. Okay. So wow factor instantly looking at it a windmill set inside a picturesque countryside location how much did that wow you
1: No, i'm going 10 on this because like it's a windmill. 10? like it's not a house it's a windmill like you're staying in mm-hmm. a windmill it's completely unique and i think you know like in terms of oh that's cool if that's what you're judging on yeah 10 wowed me
0: yeah 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 I, i'm gonna follow that same kind of school of thought and go for a nine
1: evidently for me i want to stay there because it's in my wish list um but yeah. so are other windmills actually so it's not just the only windmill that i want to say you're a windmill in. man I just like the idea of staying somewhere, like windmills, lighthouses, anything that's kind of, you know, isn't a normal accommodation, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I want to say there are a lot. So I'm going to give it, uh, I'm going to give it an eight.
0: Yeah, I think that's, I think that's along the same kind of lines. I mean, it's hard because do you rate it based on places in England or am I basing it on how much do I want to go on holiday to somewhere in the world and that place is Kent?
1: I think, yeah, you think you've got to factor that in. I think you have to factor that in.
0: I'm going to bring that into the equation then. I would say if it was just an English getaway, it would be a 10 straight away. Like that would absolutely top my list. But in terms of places which I would want to go to right now, if I had, let's say, a weekend trip that I could take, I'm going to give it a 7.
1: Okay. And finally, value. What are you saying?
0: (sighs) Okay. Value for money. £195. I think... It's expensive, but it's definitely worth the money. You
1: can easily pay that for something else, can't you?
0: Easily, easily. And I think, to be honest, with the amount of demand this place has, like they know how popular this place is. They know how wishlisted it is. They could seriously charge more for this place. I think they'd be booked up just as much as they are. So I think value for money, I'm actually going to give it a nine.
1: Nine for you. I'm going to give it an eight. Because mm. um, I think although like pushing £200 it seems fair, but I maybe I'd say... One six five, one seven five seems a bit more reasonable for me, okay. but it, it, you know, it, it's not far off. So, what does that give us? It's, it's definitely going to be the highest
0: scoring, I think. Yeah, definitely, definitely going to be the highest. Really, really strong score. Fifty one. That is huge. Fifty one out of sixty. I mean, we only knocked off nine points between us both across three categories.
1: I feel like we might have been too generous there because that's better than a, a tree house in Hawaii and a bamboo <laughs> eco lodge in Bali. But I, I mean, mean, it is what it is.
0: Yeah, I mean, we can't we can't change the score after seeing the total score. We 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 rated it fairly across all the categories.
1: And that leads us on to our final wish-listed Airbnb. This is the uh, Governador Cieto in Ramos in oh. Santa Catarina. Catarina, I think it is. Catarina? Catarina, yeah. Santa Catarina in Brazil. Oh. This place, like, in terms of wow factor, we'll score it later, but... It is like, oh, okay, this is cool because it's literally like a house that's next level. Mm. Like it looks amazing, and it's on the sea. It's on its own beach. It's yep. and it looks like it looks like Iron Man could live there.
0: Honestly, you have to see the photo for yourself. It's absolutely breathtaking, and it completely does blow you away the second you look at it. <sighs> this is going to be a really strong contender, I think.
1: The the main point about this one that the deficit from the others is all the others have been quite, you know. One bed, two beds, like quite small. Mm. This one sleeps eight people.
0: So for example, let's let's move now actually to the price per night. This place costs £69 per night.
1: That's incredible.
0: So it sleeps eight people. So that comes out at £8.60 per person per night.
1: That is incredible value for where it is. Ridiculous value. I mean, this place is like
0: absolutely next level.
1: In terms of where it is, the property is closest to a village called Aramical mm. uh, in Brazil. And like we said, it's got panoramic sea views, a view of the main beach. Uh, there's a garden, and the sea is literally at the edge of the garden. Just to the right of it, it's got its own private beach. As well as being, as well as having that view from the garden, it also has mm. kind of terraces within the the floors of the building that also look out to the sea. It, it look it, honestly, it looks on the next level. I think I read as well about where where it is as well. It's near a place called Florianopolis. If that's, that sounds more Greek than does Brazilian, it does um, isn't where there's loads of water sports, so swimming, walking, mm. surfing, and apparently there's a few internationally recognized surf spots in the area, which if you're into that, yeah, it's a great little shack because you've got you and seven mates, really cheap accommodation. The beach is right in front of you and you've also <laughs> got great surf spots nearby to surf, windsurfing, kite surfing, et cetera. And the reviews are equally as impressive, right? We've got people saying that the architecture is great, the land, nature, the house is literally on the water, that the attention to detail on the interiors was really high spec, spacious and amazing in the area that it is with the private beach yeah highly recommended for couples those looking for seclusion and any nature lovers although Mm. controversially i read a bit further in this because i was like this place can't be real there's got to be like a catch
0: yeah there's a catch somewhere and there
1: are a few controversial negative reviews about this place
0: really okay
1: and most of them were about the host's communication being pretty bad Ah. maybe that's a language barrier or they just don't respond quick enough but People mm. had some problems with the communication of the host, but people also said that the porters, the people that keep it clean and look after it day to day to day were quite rude.
0: Right. Okay. So I think um, that's where we've kind of got to think about Airbnbs versus the hotel. Like we've mentioned so many positives about Airbnbs, but ultimately you're, you're dealing with a human who owns the house who perhaps is busy and has other things to do. Obviously if they're earning money from this, this needs to be something they give their time to mm-hmm. and take seriously. But If someone is slow at replying or they're badly organized, then it's something that is going to bring the place down. And I was shocked to see that it had 4.76 stars. I mean, don't get me wrong, a really strong rating. But you can see a lot of Airbnbs which have 4.8 and upwards because I think we're all guilty as English people who don't challenge people and are sometimes too nice when we stay in places, especially... In England, we we come away and we're like, oh, okay, I'll just give five stars and everything. I mean, this is someone's business. I don't want to put them down and stop them earning money in the future. Four point seven six. It's not a breathtaking star rating. I would say
1: it's definitely one of the lowest on this list of six as well. This top yeah. top six wishlisted. But I wonder if it is just purely the wow factor of what it looks like and where it is that mm. people go. Oh, I wish list that because yeah. let's let's not forget that this isn't the place where most people have stayed. This Mm. is the most wish-listed Airbnb. It's people that have said, I would like to stay here.
0: That's a really good point.
1: We do have to say, though, out of all the others, they were pretty much unanimous positive reviews. This was the only Mm. one where you didn't really have to look that far down before you got some negative reviews. So so that's interesting. Something to consider when we score it. Yeah, definitely. Let's go on to scoring it
0: then. In terms of wow factor, when you first look at this place, the first photo, how do you react?
1: I mean, it looks amazing where it is. Like Because of how incredible, I'd say easily a 9 or a 10 for me. Dude,
0: okay, really, really strong score. I mean, it's absolutely breathtaking. The, the location is incredible. I'm going to be a little bit harsh and say that the architecture for a place of its quality in the decor and design of the property isn't to the completely elite standard, I would say. I mean, I would, I'm would. i going to give it an 8 rather than a 9 or a
1: 10. You're giving it an 8. I'm going to give mm. it a 9 and an 8. So 9 and an 8. How much would I like to stay there? I would like to stay there. Um, the, review, the negative reviews have maybe maybe questioned it a little bit. Would I mm. like to stay there as much as some of the others So put that into score? I'm actually going to give it a six for that.
0: Oh yeah, Okay. Yeah. I think when you've got, you've got to kind of think about the vibe of what a holiday there would look like. I mean, if you've got eight friends who are willing to fly to Brazil... And I have a holiday where you all like surfing and you're going to spend time surfing on your own private beach. I mean, you're going to give this place a 10. It's absolutely incredible. But I'm going to give it a seven.
1: Give it a seven. And then finally, value. I mean, we, I think we're both going to be pretty aligned on this because mm. even if it does have some rude porters and um, yeah. some bad communication, like it's £8.60 per person if you fill it. It's ridiculous. Like, I mean, it's instantly a 10, no? I think maybe, you know, but I think that will put it top, you know, if we both give it 10. So does, does it deserve to be top based on all the others?
0: I mean, I'm going to go 10. You can do what you want with your score.
1: I mean, yeah, it has to be 10. Like, you can't argue with it. I don't know what the stuff costs around there, but just basing it on, like, internationally, it's very good. So that brings it out at 50, crucially, one point less than so the, close. The, the windmill in Kent. <laughs> the windmill in Kent has won this entire thing. Wow. wow. I mean, we gave ourselves parameters to keep it fair. And I think we've been yeah. true to ourselves in picking the right points for the parameters you know i don't think yeah. we've compared them too much together we've just said what is this place what is a score
0: yeah so to run you through the order on where these places ranked in last place you've got the hideout in bali the eco bamboo home which got 42 out of 60 <laughs> points uh, and then joint following that you've got 44 points for both the place in ostuni in italy and the off-grid it house in california the dreamy tropical treehouse in Hawaii got 47 points. The Brazil beachfront house got 50. And topping the lot and winning the whole thing is the old smock windmill in rural Kent with 51 points.
1: I think all that says is that wow factor is key in wish lists, yeah. which is yeah. true because it's like I yeah. said, it's not about how many people have stayed there, it's about the wish list. And this Absolutely. is what we've done the top six most wish listed Airbnbs, travel talk style. <laughs> And this is what we'll come up with. So there we go. End of another episode. A reminder that all of the places we've talked about are in the show notes. So if you want to go and have a look yourself, then you can. We'll also put some photos on the Instagram. So get in in touch with us. Let us know what you think. Let us know if you've stayed there, interestingly. I wonder if anyone stayed at these places.
0: And of course, go check out Zencaster as well, the sponsor of this show. Their product's absolutely incredible. And we're really grateful to have them on board too.
1: And all that leaves us to say is we will see you on the next episode of Travel Talks, where we'll be joined by another guest talking about more travel stories.
0: Looking forward to it, mate. See you soon.